Hello, hello, guys! Hi! Welcome to Lunch Plus. It's Tuesday, and great news, I know what's happening today. I forgot what was happening at the end of yesterday's broadcast. <laughs> I don't know what's today. Yay! And it's going to be a good one. My name is Barrett, and I'm on with one of my favorites. Marky. It's weird saying my, saying my own name is weird. <laughs> I want everyone to always say your name like that forever now, like, Marky. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> We're super excited to be on with you today. Take this time right now and share the broadcast. It's going to be a great one. We have some awesome stuff in store for you today. Right now, as you know, it is family chat followed by who would win in a fight, and it's Buddy versus Marky today. You know that you love this pairing. <laughs> I love this pairing. It may just be me, but I think it's you too. And we're going to find out who would win in a fight, Buddy versus Marky, no. <laughs> then followed by prayer, then word snake, word snake, and what's the word? It's gonna be such a great day, and we are excited to have you on with us. Hi, Colleen. So Inez is Colleen. She's my friend. It's true. I also, I wanna know what emoji buddy just commented, because I can't tell. It's a blue block. It kind of looks like it says CNN from here, but I can't super tell what it says. I thought it said like hey, bio. Cool. It says cool. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that information. I appreciate it. Buddy's here. I, was, I thought it was like a, like Vio, Vio? Is that how you say that computer brand? Sure. I don't know. Vizio? It's, no, it's like V-A-I-O, like it's weird. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, sure. it's not about computers today. <laughs> it's about you. We're yeah. spending time with you. How yeah. are you doing? I was going to say, where are you watching from? Yeah, tell us where you're watching from. You could have said that. Oh, okay. Where are you watching from, guys? Where is it? Like, you don't need to be, like, super creepy specific as if, <laughs> if it's, like, a bathroom-type trip for you. I There's mean, no judgment. Like, someone I know does, does that, and they'll watch things from the bathroom. Someone I know. Whoa! You know... Your face is so good. <laughs> I've done it too, but your face is so good. <laughs> I, I, you have no proof of this, but I am not gonna lie. I'm just gonna say nothing. <laughs> so, look, Serena's watching from Stanfield. That's cool. <laughs> Miss Chris is, Mrs. Chris is watching from Cumberland, Maryland. Mrs. Chris, Mrs. Chris, Mrs. Mrs. Crabtree <laughs> is watching from Cumberland, Maryland. watching from Baden. Hi, Avid. We love you. We've got some of our favorites on. We and do. legitimately, there's no judgment if you're watching from the bathroom. Sometimes that's what you've got to do to like get the word in. And mm -hmm. it's okay. But here's where we're at right now. We started this yesterday. We are going to ask you which team you fall into when we put up these very polarizing questions. Let us know which team you're on. <laughs> when are they not polarizing? It's, like, it's true. Yesterday. <laughs> Kevin said, it's true, Kevin and I were pretty much on par all day yesterday. <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Nicole said, watching from Baden, not in the bathroom, but more people do that than will admit. You know what, let's just have this be the first one. I don't have a graphic for it. Are you people that watch things on your phone while you go to the bathroom? And I, I, Honestly, I, I do, there's no judgment. 
honestly, not necessarily like watching things, but even like Facebook. I've thought before, I want to know, like if there was a way to know, I want to know the percentage of Facebook that comes from a bathroom. Because I think it's very high. Deep thoughts. Like it's high. <laughs> Kevin says, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin Buck yes, says yes. sheepishly, yes. Abby says, yep. Kevin says he actually streams from the bathroom. Ew. That was a gross oh, one. Ew. Oh my gosh, everyone is being so honest. <laughs> you paved the way. You oh, I so humility. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Look at y'all. Y'all are our people. This wow. really is family. This is. Wow. This that that's cool though. That it's family. That everyone's being so honest. You know, when the crab tree is moved here, um, Chris, Chris, does Mama Chris? Did she put up the emoji with the zipper? I think the so. Lips? That's so funny. <laughs> Priscilla says unashamed. So yes, she does. Buddy is not sitting on the toilet <laughs> right now. He's sitting right, right there. there. He's, He's right there. No, Buddy's like singing. It sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. <laughs> Pastor Nicole video. says that she checks messages in the bathroom. Yeah, no, for sure. I I don't necessarily watch while I'm in the bathroom, but I'll put it on a shelf and I'll listen. I don't do it like with people I super know though, because that's where it feels uncomfortable. Like I I don't do that, but I'll listen to like other preachers I don't know super well. <laughs> You're only comfortable listening to people you don't know super well. Do you them. want to have to go up to like pastor, like one of our pastors, and be like, "So I was listening to you in the bathroom today." Like, I don't want to, I don't, wanna, I don't wanna do that. I feel like that's uncomfortable. Um, oh, so yeah, Serena, thank you for bringing it back around. This is what I was going to say. When Serena and Buddy moved here, there was so much talk about pooping. That happened in the first like three weeks. It was it was a lot. It was like an initiation process. It was like let's just let's just get you in. Let's just get you comfortable. But not like, on purpose. No, not on purpose. It just happened. It just happened. So guys, what I'm saying is that we've hit the marker of family where bathroom chat is happening. So. Yeah, you know you're really friends. <laughs> you know you're really friends when you can talk about that. You know it's true. <laughs> so now that we know, let's go into our official first question of today. <laughs> team hot dog or team hamburger? Oh, that's a hard one. I want both. <laughs> Buddy said that our poop conversations affected him. That's why every Price is Right has something related <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> it does every single one. Buddy is team hamburger. Julie's team hamburger. Um, Colleen says that she has some poop stories. I understand. Everybody does. Colleen said, or Colleen, Priscilla says, team hot dog. I don't know. Like, I'm really more team chicken burger than anything. So, If I had to pick one, it would be hamburger. I feel like that's a little bit more basic. Mm -hmm. But when I'm like, oh, I want to have something fun, I'll have the hot dog. Rachel's team hot dog. You said hot dog, right, EO? No, she's hamburger. I'm sorry, I read it wrong. Uh, Abby's hamburger, Serena's hamburger, Kendall. Kendall! Hi, Kendall! Kendall! I love you! Kendall was one of my really good friends in college. I love you so much. I miss you. Uh, Kendall's hot dog, Johnny's hamburger, Pastor Nicola's hamburger, Colleen's hamburger. Um, Kevin says that the right hot dog is the best. That's true. That is true. I immediately went into, like... A left or right, like the right. the right hot dog is the best. I'm like, that's yeah. that's true though. If it's not a good hot dog, I would say it's below a hamburger. If it's a really good hot dog, it's above a hamburger. Um, Kevin Buck says hard choice. She he usually takes one of each if they're both available. 
Uh, Kevin Nowicki is holding strong with Team Hot Dog. Okay, so since you and I are both from the same place of our indigenous people, yes. um, red hot dogs or everybody else's version of hot dogs? Oh. Red hot dogs are a thing in, like, up in Maine. I, I don't know if you can find them in other New England spots. Can you find them, Kevin? Okay, so they're just a Maine thing, I'm pretty sure. And it's like a red casing. It's a yep. totally different type it's of thing. bright red. Like For Christmas sure. red For hot sure. dog. <laughs> Kendall's, my friend Kendall says, woot, woot, umzel, okal. Kendall and I were both RAs together, so Kendall has some really special stories of Barrett before she super loved Jesus. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh. You can just comment them right now nope. if you want. Just nope. like I love you. During this family. It's family time. <laughs> Cindy, Cindy Orr says beans and franks for Saturday supper. Yes. Um, Kevin says Chicago-style hot dog, natural casing. Okay. What's natural casing? I, I don't know. Um, there's hugging happening. Like there, <laughs> there's, there's, there's some bromancing happening. Like the cameramen the camera, are hugging like, about hot, yes. about food, and <laughs> I don't I don't know what's happening. Red hot dog or normal hot dog? Uh, sentimentality. I gotta say red. Yeah. <laughs> red hot red. dogs red. on the grill though. Yeah. Not on the stovetop. Like, like they've got to be grilled. They gotta be like burned. Crispy. It's like black and red. Yeah. <laughs> Crispy hot dogs are where it's at. Like anything else is That's not true. good. Colleen said they are more pink. They kind of are pinkish. Yeah, they definitely leave a pink water. Yeah. Sure. They're kind of pink. Yeah, but they've got to be crispy, for sure. Uh, Kendall, Kendall says ballpark hot dog. Buddy says footlong hot dogs at the ballpark. Julie says something Vienna hot dog. I don't know what that first word was. I thought it was Kroger, but I don't know. Uh, Kogel. Kogel hot dogs. Uh, Priscilla says charred hot dogs are awesome. Truth. Okay, so we've had one question about food, and there's lots of bonding <laughs> happening. Um, I think that we just moved away from which one's better into hot dogs are the best. Like, I think that's what <laughs> that's happened. That's true. What kind of hot dogs do you like? That's what it turned into. <laughs> uh, Serena says that crispy hot dogs are the way to go. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, we have time for another one. Next, team cookie dough or team fresh cookies? I'm really interested to see where you and I go with this. This isn't even a debate. <laughs> It's cookie dough. Yay! <laughs> that was so exciting. I was so excited. I like, thought you were going to be team cookie. The only reason I don't just only have the cookie dough is so I don't get, like, sick. But, you know, it's, it's really the cookie dough. Like, once it gets cooked, it's like, like you know. Rachel says cookie dough because Rachel... Rachel is family um, in the sister realm of us. Kevin says fresh cookies all day long. Priscilla says fresh cookies. Mama Chris says fresh cookies. Kendall Kendall says fresh cookies warm. Yeah, Abby warm says is cookie important. dough. The four of us are all team cookie though. <laughs> We're united, guys. It it is warm cookies though are very different than yeah. than cold off yeah. cookies. Serena says fresh cookies as long as they're soft. Kevin says fresh cookies. Cookie dough is not finished, but it is. Um, Colleen says cookie dough. Colleen, welcome. Welcome to Team Cookie Dough. Does this mean that you don't like cookie dough? <gasps> you won't Kevin. eat it? Kevin, Kevin Buck said he doesn't like cookie dough, and he won't eat it. Grayson is with us. Grayson's with us. Grayson is on Team Cookie Dough. Pastor Nicole is Team Cookie Dough. Guys, the women are coming in strong with Team Cookie Dough. Buddy is fresh cookies. What? Kevin Nowicki says, if they're not warm, are they really fresh? Julie says, and you know we have cookie dough at my house. 
where was that today? Um, so here's here's why I'm not like offended and appalled at Kevin Buck's like analysis of how cookie dough is isn't right. Okay. Um, is that when we make whenever I go to their house and we're about to make cookies, I'll get to eat his because he's not going to partake of it. That means I get to All eat the his more serving for me. For sure. Like I'm okay. That's. It's him being sacrificial. Shen the non. What is it? Shen the non-believer. Shen. What is that from? Shen the non-believer. Charlie. Shine. Oh, is that the unicorn thing? Ah, <laughs> oh, you stole my kidney. Um, Colleen says I'm bringing him some cookie dough to eat. Kevin says cookie dough is only 12 minutes from perfect. No. No. It's already perfect. And then yeah. the oven makes it a little less perfect. And then you add some ice cream. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Ooh, yes. It's at. Cookie dough and ice cream is so good. Because it's like cookie dough ice like cookie dough ice cream. Like if you get cookie dough ice cream, there's never enough cookie dough. Never. Never. Like Oh my gosh. It's so sad. So like, yeah. you have to so if you get cookie dough and ice cream, it's 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 perfect. So here's what I want to do. Now I'm just going off script and I'm with Marky. <laughs> the next time I'm at the the house with y'all. Rachel, obviously be listening. I want us to get Oreos, crush them up, then get cookie dough, like an entire pack and a pint of ice cream, and then just blend it together and re-stick it in the freezer. And that'll be... Rachel is standing is up in the sound booth with yes. two thumbs up. Like, there was, there this, was like... <laughs> this has been such an inspiring family chat. Like, we went... <laughs> Deep in humility and honesty and bonding, and now we're inspiring each other with our food. Like, this is amazing. And with that, this has been Family Chat. We hope that we have inspired you to eat wonderful things today. Go eat things that... Grayson said, can I please be invited to that? For sure. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. This this is absolutely been family chat. We're excited about it. And right now we are hopping into our first official segment of the day. Who would win in a fight? It's gonna be the ultimate buddy versus Marky showdown. I don't even know which ones Marky picked for us to do today. So I'm really excited. Get ready, share the broadcast, take this time to do it. It's gonna be a good one, and we'll see you back with Buddy and Marky. Well, hi. Hello. I was, wait I was waiting for your... <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, how are you? I like the clap. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to Lunch Plus. We have an awesome broadcast for you today. First up, we have Who Would Win in a Fight? It's going to be interesting, mm -hmm. to say the least, because I don't even know what side I'm going to be on. Yep. After that, we have a time of prayer followed by Word Sneak. <laughs> After Word Sneak, we have What's the Word? It's go We're going to be j diving back into uh, how to have faith, how to, how to apply, apply faith. faith, how to apply faith to win. It's going to be awesome. But first up, we have who would win in a fight. This is going to be an awesome segment. I'm excited about this because... Okay, now I'll finish my sentence. 
I, I, I didn't give them time to, to do it. That was great. I'm, exci I'm excited about this segment because I have no idea how it's going to turn out. Are you excited about this segment? Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm mostly excited about you getting cut off, though. That was great. I'm glad. Was I talking too much? Is that why you're so no. excited? No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. So like normally with the lower thirds, the way they work, like they have, you have to be sitting in a specific spot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm sitting in the right spot or not. So we're going to yeah. find out. Yep. Do you want us to put <laughs> up our first thing? Yeah, could you put up our first put up uh, our battle first? of the day? See, here's how this goes. Hey, I'm on sweet snacks. Hey, I'm on salty snacks. Because it's true for my heart. Hey, perfect. <laughs> well, we're on the right side this time. Yes. So here's how the game goes. We're, basically, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about who do we think would win in a fight between salty snacks or sweet snacks. Yes. Um, and you don't, don't put your answer in the comments yet. All right, because based on our arguments and whether our arguments are good or horrible, we're going to have you guys vote on who you think would win in a fight. And again, it's not what's better. All right? Okay. That's not what the fight is. The the, are you saying that because you know sweet snacks are better? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is the, the question is who would win in a fight, not which is better. Okay. All right? Okay. So who would win in a fight between salty snacks and sweet snacks? Oh, salty snacks and sweet snacks. Can they comment their own arguments? Yeah, you can comment your own arguments. Help us win. I would like that. I would um, like your help. Yeah. I would like this to be a team effort of all of us against Buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, well, Marky, I'm going to have you get started. Oh, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> Before they start commenting. Okay. <laughs> so start commenting, but, you know, my I think that Salty Snacks would win in a fight against, uh, I mean, Sweet Snacks Perfect, would win. Perfect, No, no, that's not what I meant. We're done. I think Sweet Snacks would win in a fight against Salty Snacks because... Uh, the sugar mm -hmm. means that the, it turns into carbs and it turns mm -hmm. into energy. Mm -hmm. And they would have so much energy, they would just keep going and going and going and never fail, never stop, and just be able to just mm -hmm. plummel the salty snacks. They would win because they have so yeah. much energy. I understand. Yeah. That's, That's why they would win. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. See, look, even Grayson was on the same... Paige, she said Sweet would have a big rush of energy. Yes, but here's the thing. Also, time out. We just reached our 100th comment. Grayson. Yay! Well done, Grayson. You got the 100th comment of the day. Yay! So you get a gift card on us. Congratulations. That's what happens when you agree with me, you know? That's sure. See how it just happened there? <laughs> yeah, I'm noticing everyone's on the Sweet side in the comments, which is not a good thing. Anyway, here's the thing. Oh, not, not Kevin. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. When it comes to salty versus sweet, okay. you know, salt is a lot more, like sugar will give you a nice sugar high, yeah. but it'll ma make you lethargic at the end. So you don't have endurance when it comes to uh, a, sugary okay. uh, a sugary sweet snack. Mm -hmm. And whenever it comes to a fight, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was a wrestler, you know, if you don't have endurance, you're going to lose. You're going to lose the fight every time. Um, you can come out like fast, but if you don't have the endurance to keep going, mm -hmm. you're not going to win. You're not going to last for very long. You'll wear out. You'll get tired. So when it comes to a salty sweet, I mean, you know what? One of what makes Gatorade so so effective is that it's a very salty drink. There's a lot of salt in Gatorade, and so people don't down themselves with sweet snacks before they jump into to a, a, a 
like before they enter into a sporting thing, but you'll see people drinking Gatorade all the time. And, it's, and so salty will help give you a lasting endurance effect when it comes to a fight rather than a sweet snack. That's a good argument. That's a good argument. I just pulled that all <laughs> out of nowhere, but it was good. Mm -hmm. I, I, I personally think so. All right. Do you have a rebuttal for me? Um, salty snacks are so amazing that they don't need the endurance because they would win Sal in like sweet. Keep arguing for my sweet. Side. Sweet. I think it's because I'm looking at that. Okay, sweet snacks are so good that they would win in like 10 seconds and there's oh. no need for endurance because it's just done. It's just, there's so much energy, it's just done and game mm. over in sweet wins just like that. I got you. Well, sure. I'm going to employ the Barrett tactic. Okay. The Bible says, <laughs> <laughs> you are the salt of the earth, right? So. Biblically, he doesn't say you're the sweets of the earth. He says you're the salt of the earth. And when, as the salt of the earth, no, no, stop, stop typing, Barrett. <laughs> you are the salt of the earth. As the salt of the earth, we are, we're supposed to be salty. All right, guys, put in the comments. Hold on, Marky. No, 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 put in the comments real quick. Who do you think would win in a fight? You that, know, that, wait, do you have anything to say? You know, when you, talk you about, when you talk about the presence of the Lord, you don't say the salty presence of the Lord. It's the sweet know. presence of the Lord. Drop it. Is, is, that, is that a Bible verse or is that just I like so. religious rhetoric? I think so. Oh. No. Pastor, I have pastor on the side. Anyway, okay, all right. Let's. He said knowledge of him is a sweet aroma always leading to triumph. Or was that you? That was him. Mine was above. Yours was above. Okay. So here's the thing. Yes. We have to be willing to disagree with Pastor on this. No. On this. <laughs> just in this one, one, in this one part. Oh, I just destroyed myself in that one statement. <laughs> yeah, you did. Guys, put in the comments, who do you think would win in a fight between... <laughs> Salty and sweet snacks. If there's a comment on there, I don't see it. Oh, it says aroma, not flavor. Ah, Kevin says aroma, not flavor. It's a sweet aroma, not a sweet snack. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not advocating division, Barrett. Okay, put in the comments. Who do you think would win in a fight between a salty snack or a sweet snack based on everything that I said outside of the last couple statements? Um, I see... Uh, oh, Eo says salty, Priscilla says salty. Barrett says, how sweet oh, are your are words? Ah, she's just bringing in more scriptures. Serena says salty. Thank you, wife. Wait, wait, vote your sweet ones, the sweet people. Vote, vote, vote. Okay, we um, got Abby's is one sweet. <laughs> Kevin said, smell your snack while I eat mine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I got two. Uh, Abby says, wait, you have two? Barrett and Abby. Oh, of course, Barrett. Okay, Bear come on, guys. Like, sweet, like the sweet like people oh, comment. Look at that. Colleen says salty. Uh, Victoria, Victoria says hi, Victoria. Sweet. She's my friend. Julie says sweet. Hi, Victoria. Sweet. She says salty snacks Victoria, make you want to drink more. Julie. Try them yeah, because they, because salty. Your mom is agreeing with me. Mother. <laughs> Kevin says team savory. I'm assuming that's salty. Yeah. All right. It's five to five. Oh no, I lost one. Come on, guys. Come on, um, I know you're out there. I know you, this, the people who think the sweet argument won. Come on, just comment well, right now. Even if you're in the bathroom, comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, well, it's five to four. I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in on that one. Yay! I'll admit. I'll admit. You, see, once I said disagree with Pastor, yeah. I realized. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about theologically. We're just talking about saltines. Oh, look, hello, Nancy Harris saying salty. <laughs> Let's keep it going. All right, next comment. Next comment. Um... Uh, Kevin said, all you sweet people are wrong, by the way. Victoria uh -huh. said her point, no, her next, should win us three points. I, I so. don't understand why that. Because hers is important. Oh, <clears> no. Yeah. All right, the next. Oh, Johnny Shaver Johnny, jumping Johnny. in from the toilet, did probably. Do we count Victoria's vote? We did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I don't have six hands. No, 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 no. We're not asking, if you, like, we're not in, asking if you like salty more. We're I, asking I agree. the argument. Who won the argument? Did the person who said to disagree with authority <laughs> win? Or did I no, win? I'll, I will take, talking? Oh, Pastor jumps in. <laughs> well, Pastor's that's... is worth 10. He, we, I win. All right, let's move on. We got... Go for it. Do we have time? Or... <clears throat> All right, let's do one more. Tom from Tom and Jerry or SpongeBob? Do you want to be oh, on wow. Tom's side? Or do, um, do you want to be on I didn't really side? watch SpongeBob a ton. Really? Yeah, like I did when I was like really little. I watched a little bit, and then I was like, "That is weird." And so then I didn't be, watch it anymore. Did you watch Tom and Jerry a lot? Uh, more. Yeah, I did. Do you want to switch seats? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Who cares about the rules? All right. So here's. All right. This is gonna be a rapid fire one. Rapid fire. All right. Okay. Who would win in this fight between SpongeBob and Tom you from can Tom start and Jerry? First, I'll start. Okay. I always start. So here's the thing about Tom. Has he ever won against a mouse? Did he ever win? Well, this isn't Tom against Tom and Jerry. This is no, Tom no, no, against no. Tom and SpongeBob. It, exactly. It does, Jerry doesn't but did Tom, matter. Did Tom ever win out of like the how many <clears throat> stinking episodes that he fought against a little mouse? Probably. Probably. There really? were a lot of episodes. There were a lot of Probably. episodes. There were so I, many. But you can't, how, how many of those episodes do you remember Jerry winning? Um, <clears throat> <laughs> it's, it's not about Tom and Jerry. Okay, I understand. I understand. Jerry. Okay, here's the thing about SpongeBob, all right? Ooh. He does karate. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yes. Is that it? Yes. Okay, like Barrett said, Jerry has a higher IQ. SpongeBob has an IQ of zero. Says who? Um, says the world. <laughs> says the world. <laughs> now, we're not asking if the show makes you, you dumber, which is a fact. No, the character, though. <laughs> um, so, Tom is a cat, mm -hmm. so Tom has nine lives. So it doesn't matter oh. how many times you win, you can win so many times and Tom is still going to be alive and still going to be the winner. Amen. 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 All right, guys, put in the comments. <laughs> My chair just made a Who would win in a fight between a sponge that can do karate, has beaten uh, Davy Jones, not not Davy Jones, the, the the flying Dutchman on multiple occasions. What? He's he also freed King Neptune with his <laughs> yeah, rockin' you know, rockin' beats. <laughs> he's a goofy goober. He is a goofy goober. Faster says your argument's good. Then uh okay, who would win in a fight? I got Team Tom. Two Toms so 
SpongeBob was kind and always wanted to help win fights with his karate. SpongeBob is a single cell organism. He stinks, says Kevin. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <clears throat> Thanks, Kevin. I thought we were on the same side. Well, okay, I'm just gonna. I'm just, yeah, three Toms. I haven't seen a, a SpongeBob yet. Um, Really? Okay, maybe I should have stayed on that side. <laughs> Tommy. Mom! Mom says Spongebob. <laughs> I, I'm a winner. Oh, Priscilla, thank you. All right. Six to two. Seven to two. All right, Seven I give up. I give up. See, here's the thing. I'm always like hosting this segment, and I'm always losing. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, now we're moving on. Stop counting. <laughs> There's like nine to two. I just keep going. Uh, it's okay. Just keep going. Aww. He gave you a mercy. Oh, thanks. Vote. But pastor's vote counts as 10. So, right? 9 to 12. 9 to 12, I win. All right. 10 to 12. Well, guys. Tom has beaten aliens. Apparently. What? When did that happen? That's amazing. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for Who Would Win in a Fight. Now we're moving on to a time of prayer with Barrett. It's going to be awesome. Put your prayer requests in the comments, and we'll see you right there. Today. You know those days when you wake up and you just think, it's a good day? It's been like that all day for me. It's a good day. The Lord has such good plans for you. He loves you. And today we're going to take a few minutes and pray before we hop into our next segment. We are going to kick this off by going through our daily confessions. We are on confession number three. Join your faith with my faith. Join your prayer with my prayer. And let's speak the word of God over our lives and see the things manifest. Confession number three says, we have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your divine health. God, I thank you that for every viewer watching, that your healing manifests in them right now. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you that we are not trying to get healed. We are healed. We are the healed of the Lord. We are yours, and we thank you for it. Lord, thank you for this day. What a beautiful day today is. There is sun. There's, there's air. There are trees outside. God, there's just the things that we take for common or for just ordinary. Thank you for them. God, we thank you for clothes that we get to wear. God, thank you for food that we've eaten today and food that we will eat today. God, thank you for the internet that people are watching this on. Thank you for that. God, thank you for our jobs. Thank you, Lord. I ask, Father, that your favor 
be upon every viewer watching. I ask right now in the name of Jesus for your favor and your love to manifest in them, through them, around them. Lord, let people who are watching this broadcast today be full of faith, full of love. Let there be a, let them be a living and breathing testimony of your goodness, of your love. Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God, we just thank you right now that you are preparing us to receive your seed of the word. Lord, as we get ready to go into what's the word here in a couple minutes, let us be prepared to receive what it is that you have for us today. Let our hearts be open to receive the seed of the word. Let us be ready. God, let it, we go before you with humility, knowing that you have good plans for us. Lord, I command every bit of cloudiness to be gone in Jesus' name. I command any sort of distractions to be gone. Lord, let your seed of the word be deeply planted in us. Let it change us. May we look different today. May we look more and more like you as we grow. God, we thank you. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for your peace being in people's homes right now. Lord, for every person watching, I just command the spirit of peace to be in their home. Peace and grace be multiplied to them. Peace and grace in their job. Peace and grace in their family. Peace and grace in all that they put their hand to. Lord, let things just work for them. Let it be easy. Let it be light. Lord, in the name of Jesus, any bit of fogginess, when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to the things of God, let all that fog be blown away by the winds of God. Lord, blow your wind so that way we see you clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you so much for prayer. We are excited to be on here with you today. And right now I'm going to hand it over to the guys, to Buddy and Kevin for a word sneak. And it's going to be a great, great episode of it. Episode? Time? Segment? Time? Time block? Whatever it is. It's going to be awesome because Buddy just ran up very excitedly for it. So it's going to be good. Here we go. Get ready. Word sneak time. I don't know what happened with my mouth there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us for Word Sneak. This is going to be a fun one, ain't it? It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Was that, was that an impression? Uh, I don't, it, have no idea. This is an impression, Chance. Well, this is Word Sneak. Gosh, right. mouth work in Jesus' name. <laughs> this is Word Sneak. All right, this is Word Sneak. Here's how this game goes. We have a list of random words yes. on, um, in our hands. Yes. We have to casually slip those words into a, into a normal, casual conversation. 
normal. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation. All but right. this is going to be a test of um, our ability to just wing it. <laughs> Basically, have you done a lot of winging it in your life? I've been winging it for 45 years. There you go, so you should be pretty decent at this. Yeah, I'm not real successful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. All right, well, hey, uh, we have a lower thirds on here that you can see the words that we will be slipping into our casual conversation. Uh, if you'll put that up, we're going to be starting our conversation right now. Um, Barrett, what are we going to be talking about? How are, how are we going to slip into this conversation? Talk about buying shoes. Buying shoes. That's something I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You're right. You're good. Yep, I, yep, I just saw that. Um, so, do you, what, what kind of shoes do you like to buy? Oh, I like um, Oxfords. Oxfords? Mm. I, what is that? Is that like a wingtip? It's similar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, so I like, I I like, like wingtips. Yeah, I like buying dress shoes. Um, a lot, you know, it's really nice when you go out on dates, um, you know, you want to dress fancy, you know, you, know, you want to dress nice, you, you, you got to make sure your shoes are matching your outfit. Yes. Um, you know, so there have been times when, when I've bought a specific pair of shoes, you know, to have dinner and a movie with my wife, right. um, you know, where we just run by Blockbuster real quick and get a movie and then, uh, and then well, wait, Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. Right. right. Never mind, just ignore that. Did you ever stay at the Blockbuster? <laughs> did you no. know you could stay there for I did four bucks a night? <laughs> I did know that. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I do like uh, I like buying shoes, um, and uh, I like dress shoes. I like dress mm -hmm. shoes a lot because um, I I just really enjoy dressing up. It's mm -hmm. kind of fun for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, one thing that's really neat is in Russia they wear these clogs that are made out of pine trees. Really? They yeah, and they they're like they make a clunk 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 sound. Yeah, yeah. it's really neat. Pine trees. That sounds yeah. super yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> that sounds insanely uncomfortable. Um, well, speaking of uh, of uh, clogs, and you know shoe wear for movies. Um, wait, wait, where'd you say? That was in Russia. That was in Russia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh well, in South Africa. In South Africa, you, they really like Kellogg's. Kellogg's. Kellogg's cereal. Is that right? <laughs> Clogs, Kellogg's. Kellogg's, Kellogg's, you know, that's probably what made me think of it. Right. They, they really like Kellogg's cereal, um, especially, what's the one with Toucan Sam? Um, Is that Fruit Loops? Fruit Loops, yeah. Fruit Loops, yeah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, actually, that is a delicacy in uh, many parts of the world, Fruit Loops. I didn't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, for instance, uh, up, in, um, up in the Middle East, uh, Iraq, Iran, you know, the Mesopotamian uh, areas of the world. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, you, you know what's really fun to do, like, j since we're just talking about different countries? It's really fun to watch movies in different languages, you know, like... Like to watch uh, Toy Story in German, you know, like where you know, his name's not Buzz Lightyear. It's Wiener Schnitzelbusnadi. It's really, in, it's, it's really interesting to hear how they talk, you know, in a friendly kids movie when they don't sound very friendly or kiddish. Right. Well, what was that name again? Uh, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, the German. How do you? Oh, it, it was Wiener Schnitzelbusnadi. Yes. That's what it was. Okay, that, that's excellent. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me, Molly. All right, so yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to take a sip from my thermos here real quick. Ding, ding. Oh. <laughs> well. Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, so now I have saying? to carry on the conversation. I was talking about German movies. Right. Um, 
or just watching movies in other uh, in other languages. Yes. You know, like like even with Star Wars, you know that that's one of those ones. You know, Vader is father in German, right? I didn't uh, know so, that. So literally, his name being Darth Vader, he, he's called Darth Father. So like that was a huge hint that he was the father of Luke and. For a lot of people not to know that after, like, until he had to cut his son's arm off with a lightsaber, you know, is crazy. Right. So I suppose if he said, "Luke, I am your Vader," it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have meant anything, right? It just been he was saying, "I'm your father, father." Yeah. 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 That would have been redundant. Yeah. I got you. That makes sense. Um, you know what really would have been weird is if you're watching Star Wars and then all of a sudden they had like an underwater. Um, kind of a thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, like a beluga whale went swimming by. Oh, what is that? That yeah. would have been strange. Well, could you imagine opening one up with a lightsaber? That would be interesting. That would be gross. Well, that kind of kind of did happen in some of the earlier Star Wars or Star Episode One. Whenever they went to see Jar Jar Binks, That's right. you know, they went through in that that uh, like that that weird squid thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got eaten by a beluga whale. I'm not sure. Um, he was probably. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. You know, uh, you know, beluga whales. They, you know, they're usually white. Yes, they are. Yeah. They're they're very white. Yeah, the last one I saw was. Yeah, yeah, especially the 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 female beluga whales. Right. They're they're, they're basically white. Yeah, and they and can they, wear it after Labor Day even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so they, they they stick with a lot of the basic white beluga whale things. You know, like right. like uh, <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin spice. Beluga lattes. whales love those. Especially, especially the the white female beluga whales. Is that? <laughs> that was the white female beluga easy. whales. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, so that's interesting. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying. The white female beluga whales that eat pumpkin or drink pumpkin spice lattes. That's that's really interesting. Um, so I had a teacher in school who looked like a beluga whale, <laughs> okay. and she liked and she liked eating or drinking pumpkin spice lattes. Really? Yeah. And I actually told her that she looked like a beluga whale once, and she threw a stapler at me. Oh wow! Yeah, she was upset. Yeah, I would be upset too if you threw a stapler at me. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. Well, I had one teacher. Um, we were learning. Um, she, she was she was a history teacher, and she was talking about um, you know well. Well, we like just in, in context. She was a really angry teacher, you know. Like you kind of, she she would throw a stapler. She was like a stapler thrower too, and um and in one of the classes, um we were doing a teaching on Eskimos, and um and she and she literally had packed in her suitcase a bunch of ice, that she would just throw at people. Is that right? No. Wow. Well, you were talking about Eskimos. A little known fact, Eskimos are actually, um, they're born, 95% uh, uh, of them, if I'm, I'm trying to remember the statistics, I think it's 95% of them are actually colorblind. Really? Yeah, and there's is only it, a wait, range. Is that, is that true? Yeah, and there's only a, no. And there's only <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Stay with me. Okay, okay, okay. I'm here, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only a range of colors that they can see, and if it's outside of that range, like, um, like the pinks, uh, fuchsia, magenta, um, another pink, it's out there, and they can't see it. That's interesting. But they can see the other side of the, the, uh, the spectrum. Okay, wow. Yeah. I, w I literally believed that for a second. 
That's, that's how good I am. That's how good you are. Right. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Thank well, you. guys, thanks for joining us for Word Sneak. Uh, that was. Um, that was, yeah. That was a struggle. I, I, I had a hard time with that one. Usually I feel like I do a little bit better, but that was, that was rough. But you did so well, you actually convinced me with the, the Eskimo thing. Yeah. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for Word Sneak. I hope that entertained you a little bit. <laughs> uh, but now we're going to be moving on to what's the word as we're talking about how to apply faith to win. We got a powerful word for you today. It's going to be Pastor and Barrett. Uh, so stick around. Take this time. Take these next 30 seconds. Like and share this broadcast, and we'll see you right there uh, for What's the Word. You caught me flipping my hair back. <laughs> it's good to have you on you with us today. You caught me flipping my hair back. It's true. I felt like Willow Smith for a second. Like, <laughs> I flipped my hair back and forth. It's going to be... I am out of that loop. That's okay. It's but okay. But thank you for that. I you're... Think. You're... Well... You said happened. it. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I did, however, catch... <laughs> Kevin's uh, Sheriff Roscoe Pico train. That's what he did at the beginning at Word Sneak. <laughs> yeah, and that was, uh, uh, yeah. That's the Dukes of Hazard, is uh, what that is. Okay. Sheriff Roscoe Pico train. But he said, What was that? I went, Oh, no. No, you can't know that. You can't I've, not know that. I've only seen the Dukes of Hazard somewhat. It wasn't. Part of my growing up until my brother started liking it when I was in high school, and I was pretty much set in my ways at that point. Yeah. But I mean, Pastor Nicole really likes it, so I believe it's great. Yeah, she loves it. She loves the Dukes of Hazard. That was. I know George loves the car. Yeah, so it's a pretty cool car. He, he the other day we were riding down the road and we said, I wonder how many of those cars they actually wrecked, and uh, George said, 182. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, he's a fan. Welcome to my husband and movie trivia. <laughs> he said they they killed one car per episode. Wow. So, yeah. That's expensive. Like, yeah, they well, had to have some sort of yeah. budget for that. Yeah. Goodness. My mom and my nephew, Bo, are watching. Hey, Bo. Hey, Good to see you, man. We're talking about a cool topic today. If you yeah. haven't shared the broadcast already, share it. It's going to be great. And uh, we're, gonna, we're talking about how do we apply faith and when. And today we're talking about be patient and don't doubt. Yeah. And what is doubt, by the way? So we're going to look at what doubt is because it kind of shows us uh, something that will help us to not drop faith yeah. uh, when we just look at the definition. So Amen. glory to God, it's going to be awesome. But if you haven't shared the broadcast already, share it. You know somebody that this is going to be very beneficial to, and we are excited to have you here with us. Right now in the comments, just drop it in the comments. Where are you watching from? I know some of you have done this before, but say hello, send us a wave, and tell yeah. us where you're watching from. We want to see that, and we're going to jump right in. Uh, so we've been talking about how to apply faith and when. Yeah. And uh, we talked about, let me just go over these steps again in case somebody's watching for the first time. And uh, 
when we're applying faith, we said there's three major uh, places to apply faith, to win a faith project, yeah. is know that you are saved and put on hope. In other words, know that God's already saved you, right? And put on hope, put on joy, uh, put on confidence, put on expectation. And Bo said, preach it. I'm going to. Amen. <laughs> and uh, step two is see and deal with attacks quickly. Step three is apply faith and patience. Now, under step three, we've actually listed out nine different steps, and this is step six. Yeah. Uh, and here are the steps uh, that we can uh, talk about. One, confess the promise in nature. We need to be speaking what God has said. Amen. We need to say what God has said. Uh, one of the things where it says a double-edged sword, you know this, but that word, the original word, actually means a double-mouthed sword. Yeah. So it comes out of God's mouth once, and then it comes out of our mouth. Uh, then step two is believe that you have received it. Uh, this was a great one. If you missed that one, all of these have been so uh, helpful in yeah. winning our faith projects. Three, transfer the weight, cast your cares. And it looks like nobody but Priscilla put in where they're watching from. Stop what you're doing. Put in where you're watching from. Communicate with us. Help us out here. All right. We want to see who's there and where you're watching from. All right. Yeah. There we go. Uh, buddy, Hi. just put all the list up. Thank you, buddy. Uh, step four, set your eyes on the truth, right? Set your eyes on the spiritual things. Five, enter into rest. Kevin said he's behind camera number one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Julie's in the media booth. <laughs> yes, amen. And then enter into rest. We talked about that yesterday. What a great, just what a great message yeah. yesterday. What a great teaching. Hey, Miss Chris from Maryland, I see you there. Glory to God, your comment. Miss Julie, I see you in the media booth. Amen. And uh, Marky, Johnny from High Rock Dam, amen. Thank you guys for jumping on there. Today we're talking about don't doubt. Yeah. Be patient and don't doubt. And then tomorrow or we'll talk about forgiveness and then working your faith and continuously thank and praise Him. Yeah. These are the elements to walk in faith and to not, not lose, but to win every yeah. single time. Nisi Harris, so good to see you uh, from North Carolina. Buddy's watching from Albemarle. <laughs> He's very... Oh, uh, buddy. Very... <laughs> Specific. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he knows exactly where he is. He does. That's awesome. He it's has always no question good. about it. Kevin says, I'm watching from a place of blessing. Amen. <laughs> so let's jump in. Being patient and don't doubt. Awesome. Uh, and what is doubt, by the way? You know, I even put that in the title. What is doubt, by the way? Because when you look at it, it's, it's very specific. It'll help us. And uh, so let's look at this verse first because we said be patient and don't doubt. Hebrews 6.12 says that so that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises yeah. of God. Now, why do I bring this up? Because doubt comes in when we're not patient with our faith. Yeah. So one of the steps that we've already looked at is be patient. And we, we talked about being patient. But here's what I find that happens 
is people will actually receive the anointing. They will receive the virtue of God, but they're not patient with their faith, and eventually doubt will rise up. And if they don't deal with that doubt, if a lack of patience can lead you to that doubt, and if doubt rises up, then your faith project is stalled at the very best. Yeah. It's going to be stalled. You can, you can start it back up again. You can re still receive, but you've got to jump back into faith. But if we will not stop our faith, uh, years ago, years ago, the Lord showed me, if you could imagine, a supernatural, uh, you know, a, this is for all the Southern people, a supernatural pickup truck, right? Coming from heaven. I mean, supercharged, supernatural pickup truck. And uh, Kevin says, I receive it. Amen. If you can see it. So when we pray, let's say that we are praying for healing, and all of a sudden, uh, God puts that healing in the back of that truck, and it's on its way to you, right? Mm -hmm. When we doubt, when we stop faith, what you do is you take that truck and you take it out of gear. It stops its progress, and you put like uh, chucks in, in front of the tires. You have things that will block its motion. And But if we will go right back in and we will remove that doubt, it'll remove that blockade, Amen. get it right back in gear, and get it on the way to you. It's just something that the Lord showed me as a visual that when we're not patient with our faith and when we doubt, that's exactly what will happen. Yeah. And uh, many times, you, you've seen it, the anointing is flowing in a service. We pray over somebody. Uh, the power to heal them, the power to deliver them from whatever they need is there. It's fluent. They can feel it. But then they walk out the door, the devil attacks their mind, and all of a sudden they drop yeah. faith. They get out of patience, get out of patience, and they start doubting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, if they do not pick faith back up, it won't happen. Yeah. It won't happen. You've seen that a lot. I, I have. Yeah, I've, go ahead. I've done it a yeah, lot as me well. too. Like, me too. <laughs> you know, and any time this gets brought up, you know, I, I've heard you say multiple times, um, like praying when we're praying against yeah. things, like praying against things that'll stop momentum. And I've really taken that to heart. And so not every time, but I'm aspiring for it to be every time. I will think, like when doubt will come in, I'll think, is it worth losing the momentum I've already gained? That's really good. Like, is it worth yeah. me going backwards? Because if you lose your momentum, you know, it's it's like weight loss or whatnot. Like, you can have a success and have a victory, like going to the gym. You can be consistent for a period yeah. of time, but if you stop... After a period, like I, I remember talking to a friend of mine who was really big in the gym, after stopping going to the gym for like a month or yeah. so, you then have to have to put extra effort in to get back to where you were when you stopped. Because when you stop, yes. you're not just going to go back at the same place you started yes. from. You have to build back up to it. It's much, it's much easier just to keep the momentum yeah. going in faith than to have it stop and then have to go back to yeah. it. It's so much easier. And so why add weight or why add time uh, to something yeah. if you don't need to. Yes. You know, why not just keep it going? Why not just keep that faith momentum going? Yeah. And that's what we want to do. And all of this stems from Mark chapter 11 and uh, verse 23. You know, I'm just, 
And it says this, that if you will believe in your heart and, and does not doubt in your heart, yeah. but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted. So the commandment of the Lord is don't doubt. Yeah. But we need to know what doubting is and we need to know the effects of it. So James uh, chapter 1 and verse 6, watch this. It says, but the person who's asking God for something, in this case in James, it's wisdom. It says, but he must ask in faith without any doubting, without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Mm. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from yeah. the Lord being a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Yeah. So doubt will completely stop the faith project from manifesting. Mm -hmm. So how important then is it for us to know what doubt is? And is doubt different from faith? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> like it's not just the opposite of faith. There, doubt is a specific thing. And so one of the things that happened, there's a story that Andrew Womack tells that I really, really like. He said, I was walking with the Lord. Everything was going great. We're seeing the power of God. He said, I was really having a high uh, walk with the Lord. He said, I go to this meeting and I'm preaching on the power mm -hmm. of God. And he said, I believe he said over there to the left of the platform was a guy in a wheelchair. And he said, man, he just knew God's going to heal that guy yeah. today. God is going to heal that guy today. And uh, he said, so I preached and I preached and um, it was awesome. And he said, and he said, but the whole time I was preaching, all I could think of is I can't wait to get down there and see that guy yeah. get up out of that wheelchair. He's going to get healed today. Yeah. He said, I was so excited. He said that it was hard to stay in the flow of preaching because I knew by faith that guy's getting healed. Yeah. He said, and I was in faith. He says, I get done preaching. I go down off the platform and uh, I grab them by the hand and I jerk them up out of that wheelchair. He said, now that's faith. Faith doesn't sit there and jerk this guy out of the wheelchair. And I can tell you as a pastor, you got to be in faith to do yeah. that. You know, that is faith to jerk the guy up out of the wheelchair. He said, but then he said, this guy, he, he stands up on his feet and falls on the ground, flat on his ground. He said, all of a sudden, Andrew said, and it shocked me. Yeah. He said, and I was scared. He said, and doubt came rushing in. He said, and I got scared of what the crowd would think. He said, I got scared of what this man, he thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to get sued and, and this and that. He said, I helped the guy get back in the chair and I walk away gingerly and the guy doesn't get healed. He said, now, and, and he said, watch this. You can't tell me I wasn't in faith. That's why I like this story. What kind of, you know, you got to be in faith to jerk the man out of the wheelchair. But he let doubt yeah. come in. Yeah. You know, now, on the contrary, there's a story about Smith Wigglesworth, this right? This is my favorite. I know, me too. And he says, he said he was on the platform, and all of a sudden there was a, a person with a tumor. I think it was a lady, yeah, it was a lady with a tumor, on, on, I believe on her belly. And they, she was so weak from the tumor, had to have two ushers help hold her up. Mm -hmm. And he's on the platform, and uh, he says, hold her up. He says, hold her up there. Ma'am, you're going to be healed tonight. And then he said, tells the ushers, he says, let her go. 
And uh, the ushers let the woman go, and she does the same thing, like this. And you can hear a pin drop in the crowd, gasp first, (gasps) and then it's like silence, you know. And all of a sudden, now you know that same doubt tried to jump on Smith Wigglesworth that tried to jump on Andrew Womack. And, and then, but what he said was, and, and Andrew told both of these stories as a contrast to each other. Uh, it was awesome. I was watching him in Charlotte. He was telling these stories. And uh, he said, let me show you what doubt doesn't do. And he starts telling the story of Smith Wigglesworth. Well, all of a sudden the crowd goes, because oh, there's this woman. She's, I mean, she's obviously in pain. She just slammed face first into the platform. And Smith Wigglesworth goes, pick her up. So the usher and the crowd's like, no, 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 no. And the, he said, he picked him. He, the ushers picked her up and uh, the crowd's like watching like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Well, then all of a sudden Smith says, let her go. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, no, he's not going to do that. But then all of a sudden, but they're watching too. Cause I mean, he's been the guy that's had stuff happen, but they're not sure about it now. Doubt has come into the crowd. Yeah. It hasn't come into Smith, but it's coming to the crowd. They let the woman go. Mm, boom. Hits her face again. And right on her face, right on the tumor, everything. And the crowd gasps and everything. And here's what Smith does. He goes, he goes, pick her up. Mm-hmm. Pick her up. And all of a sudden, the crowd turns on them. Because watch, the crowd is not in faith, or the, the majority, I would say, the vocal majority, was not in faith, but now in doubt. Right. And then they're like, no, they start booing them, hissing them, everything like that. One guy goes, let her go, you beast. And uh, he says, let her go. And the ushers are like, I don't want to let her go. No, I don't know. He says, let her go. And that's when the guy yells out, let her go, you beast. Leave her alone, you know. He says, let her go. A third time, they let her go. Finally, they give in because he's the man in, in authority that did not doubt. Yeah. The woman falls again. Boom, like this. But when she gets up, the tumor drops off of her and yeah, falls onto the ground, and she's completely healed. That's awesome. Now, that's the difference between doubt and no doubt. Yeah. You know, it, the power of God was there to heal her. The question is, did doubt enter in? Did doubt enter in? Yeah. And uh, Buddy tells a great story. He, he just put it in the comments. It happened with Jesus. Exactly right. He, he cast the demons out of people, and then people would fall as if they were dead. And then they would think he killed them, but he didn't doubt. He grabbed them, and he, he basically took authority over that spirit of death, and he didn't let doubt yeah. grab him. You yeah. know, I've been in front of people and prayed, and I prayed for them, and nothing happened. Well, that's not supposed to happen like that. So you have to decide, are you going to let doubt come in or not? You know, no, I, in Jesus' name, be healed now. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they get healed. Yeah. Right? You know, the, you have to make sure that you don't let doubt come in. That means I take my faith and apply patience to it. And I don't let go of patience, but I make sure that I don't doubt. And yeah. we want to look at that. Well, I remember when I, um, when I was leading the youth here and I first started ministering, I remember there when I would pray for people to be healed or, you know, even to be filled with the spirit, like I'd have that temptation to doubt. And for the first, 
I'd say probably two, three years of me ministering. I let doubt come in a lot. And then the Lord started speaking to me of who's doing it. Yes. Who's doing yeah. it? Like, where's your faith? Is it in yourself or is it in the Lord? Right. And when I recognize I've been putting faith in me, yes. now we're going to transition and put faith in God. It leads to a different authority that yes. you can speak to, minister with, because, you know, it's not me that's doing it. It's the that's Lord right. doing it. That's right. And if, if you haven't received it yet, then I'm going to help you break through to the point where you can receive yes. it because it's yeah. not me doing it. Yeah. And so a lot of times we do have doubt that comes in because our focus, and it goes back to something we've covered before, our eyes are on us. Our eyes are on uh, what we've been doing yeah. and up to instead of our eyes on Jesus, yeah. right? So we've got to make sure that we maintain our eyes on Jesus. All of these steps, that's why, all of, that's why I gave all these steps. All of these steps go together. They work together hand in hand to bring about the manifestation yeah. of your faith. They work to bring about what faith wants to produce in your yeah. life. That's why it's important to know all of them, and it's why I laid out this list in that way that Buddy shared earlier, yeah. and, I, and I went over because they all work together. And you can miss one of these and it and it mess up the combination. Yeah. And so we want to, here's one of the things, so you can look at that and say, well, God, I don't have, you know, half of those things working in my life. Sure. That's okay. God will meet you where you're at. It goes back to, it's not you, it's him. You give him what you have now and continue to work on it. And all of a sudden you'll see uh, you'll see the power of God start to move. You see I, it. I'm oh, sorry. No, I didn't have all these steps in a row when I started seeing yeah. healing and miracles. Yeah. I just had a few of them, but I was willing to give them what I had. God met me at that place. Yeah. He supplied the rest. I have to just trust in his goodness and mercy. But then I couldn't sit still. Right. And what we're doing is what we want to do is turn this into uh, where you can have a stronghold, say, of doubt, we want to have a stronghold of faith. Right. We want to have a mind set on these steps so that they're not just steps. They, we do them so much, they become who we are. Yeah. In other words, this becomes our character. These steps become our nature. And yeah. when we're squeezed, that's what comes out of us, not doubt. Yeah, well, and you say a lot that God is looking for any spiritual loophole to get his blessing and his goodness to us. And I think so often people could, I have a lot, people could take a list like this and say, I've got to check every single box, A, B, C, and D in order for God to be able to do E. Like I've got to do all these steps. God's just looking for a way to get the blessing to us. Yeah. He's not, he's not legalistic. He's not, he's not that God. He's good and he's merciful. Yeah. So just because you may have felt weak in an area, God is looking, he's, his eyes are roaming all over for yeah. those who he can show himself strong on their behalf, not say you've been strong for me. So I'm going to give you, a he's looking for people whose hearts are pure. Yes, that's right. Well, and you know, uh, buddy said a lot of ministers, a lot of times will not say that it's always God's will to heal yeah. because if they don't get healed, the people, they're afraid that yeah. the people will blame them. And that's a great point. Mm -hmm. 
uh, but that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I'm not afraid to step out there and believe with somebody. And if they don't get it, we'll just keep working on it. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, like Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Buck sit, sitting here and uh, he just got healed about a year ago of fibromyalgia. Well, that was not the first time we prayed for that fibromyalgia. Right. You know, we, and what happened as when he came, faith started building in him, building, 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 building to receive, building, building. We'd pray. We'd knock off some of that doubt. We'd knock off some of that, you know, it's not God's will to heal me and I, you know, I'm too bad and all this and, and messages and prayer. It would start and it started getting that stuff. It was priming that ground. And then there was the day. Mm-hmm. And we prayed a prayer of faith, and the, and the prayer of faith saved the sick. And instantly, he got up out of that chair, and he was healed. All the medicine's gone now. Energy back. You know, and his wife says, I got a new husband. You know, yeah. he's like a new man. You know, but we didn't stop. Yeah. We didn't stop because it didn't work that one time. No, we'll stand together. Yeah. Let's stand together till that thing comes through. We're going to stand in faith. We're going to stand in patience and we're not going to doubt. We're just going to keep going. And yeah. that's what a lot of times you see is because, because people don't understand the difference between healing and miracles. They think that nothing happened right. if there's no manifestation right then. No, virtue was released. Yeah. It was released. And, yeah. and that happens all the time in the kingdom of God, where virtue is released, and two or three days later, all of a sudden, the person wakes up. Two or three weeks later, two or three months later, all of a sudden, they wake up. They're completely healed. Yeah. You know, this happens all the time. And I want to say this: is I saw uh, Michelle's comment. She said, "You know, you know, marriage is hurting. Got this going on, that going on, and I don't see God's plan in all this." Let me tell you, none of that, none, nothing bad. Is God's plan. Nothing. Nothing bad is God's plan. Go to Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans for, that I have for you to give you a future and a hope and for welfare, not for calamity. Right? Not for calamity. Yeah. yeah I moved the words out of place, but those are all the elements in there. Yeah. Jeremiah 29, 11. He has no plans for your calamity. None. He has no, He's not withholding any good thing. Now, here's the issue. We may have sown some seeds that got us in that place. Mm-hmm. But if we will simply in that place turn in a bad place, Turn to Jesus and take him by the hand and stop sinning and do things his way and put on faith. He can take us right out of that. There, He's always leading us to triumph. Of course, uh, 2 Corinthians 2.14. He's always, but thanks be unto God, who's always leading us to triumph. Yeah. So he's always doing this. That's not God's plan. That's the devil's plan. Uh, John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life uh, to the full till it overflows in abundance. So Jesus himself paints a very clear picture with a very clear dividing line. The, the devil comes steal, kill, and destroy. If it's got to do with stealing, killing, and destroying, that's the devil. If it's got to do with life to the full till it overflows, that's Jesus. Yeah. And if we'll take Jesus by the hand, but that means we got to drop some things. Yeah. We got to drop some bad habits 
the earth has taught us. You know, we got to stop being our own, trying to be our own source or try to use the system or different things like that. We've got to trust Him as our source. And this all plays into faith. Yeah. But then I love the verse where it talks about, but God is not withholding any good thing for those who walk uprightly. Yeah. He's not holding back any good thing for those who will walk with Him. So when we see this, we start to understand that God will come through, and He is coming through, and He has come yes. through. Yeah. This is it's who He is. He's a Savior, and He brings His power. We just have to trust on Him yeah. and give Him our faith and don't doubt. Amen. Well, as you're talking, it, the reason we doubt, I, one of the reasons we doubt is because we don't know truly the character and nature of God. True. God yeah. is love. God is exactly yeah. what you're just saying. His plans are good. His plans are victory. His plans are never for us to be destroyed. Yeah. And it, it tells us in First John that the one who doesn't know God can't yes. love. And people just... I know I used to, maybe I won't generalize people. Barrett used yeah. to just attribute love to mushy gushy feelings, whatever. Yeah. But you go into 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, love yeah. believes the best in all things, yeah. love endures till the end. Yeah. And so when we know God. Love is love, Bible, yes. God, love. Yes. Agape love is yes. the original word. Is not an emotion. Yeah. It's a choice. A choice and a commitment to unconditional yeah. giving at the leading of God. And it said, like, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, I know this is not on the notes, but it says it's patient, love is kind, not jealous, doesn't brag, not arrogant, doesn't act unbecomingly. Yeah. Um, does, uh, rejoices with the truth. Verse 7, bears all things, believes all things, hopes yeah. all things, endures all things, love never fails. Yes. God is love. God can never fail. That's right. God can never fail. What yeah. God has promised you, he cannot fail in That's delivering right. it. We can fail That's in right. lining up with him, but he cannot fail in getting the goodness of God to you. It's who he is. Yes. And when we realize that's his character in nature, then there's going to be yes. no room for doubt. Amen. And that's why He's always leading us to triumph yeah. because he's always leading us to himself. Mm -hmm. And if he leads us to himself, he can't fail. Such a good line. God is always yeah. leading us to himself. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he is love. And in him, that's constant victory. Yeah. It's constant winning. Now, I will, I always like throwing this out there on, you know, every night. I always like bringing this up when we're talking about this is your definition of winning and God's definition of winning is very likely different, you know. Sure. Um, most people, like when they come into church, they think that winning is everything going their way, but they don't realize that their way has been biased by a corrupted world, and things that they think are winning will actually harm other people indirectly or directly. And so God's idea of victory is where everybody wins, not just you. Yeah. And He wants you to have it correct. So in other words, if it just falls, you know, for example, like when people win the lottery, uh, when people win the lottery, right? They think, uh, they think that their world has changed, but most people within a couple of years are worse off than they were before they won the, the lottery. Yeah. Why? Because they don't have the mental and physical habits to handle that winning, quote unquote, winning 
properly yeah. and they mishandle it and it gets them into a jam, right? And so many times people are in worse situations because they have not actually learned the proper uh, actions, the proper thinking to keep them in that place. Yeah. It, we have to yeah, renew our mind. We have to renew our mind. And that's why it says in First John uh, or Third John chapter 1 verse 2, it says, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Yeah. So look, watch this. God wants to take us to His idea of prospering, which beats ours all to pieces. Yeah. His idea of prospering blows ours away. It's so much bigger. It's so much easier. It's so much more wealthy. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about there's, there's abundance in every area of life. It, there's no sorrow with it. It's so much better yeah. and bigger than we could have. And He'll take you to it if we'll renew our mind. Yes. So if we will give ourselves, I love it above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul, your mind, will, and emotions prosper. So if we'll give ourselves to the Lord, He'll take us to that victory. But we need to get in the Word. We need to get under preaching. We need to get, and not just any preaching, we need to get under preaching that's faith, filled with faith, filled with hope, filled with love. And of course the verse that we mentioned before, this has been really strong. Because I think right now people are looking for churches. Mm -hmm. I think I think people are looking for the right church. Yeah. And 1 Corinthians 12:18 says this. It says, "But now God has placed the members in the body just as he desires." Yeah. God has placed the members. Uh this is not uh the members have gone looking for the church that suits them. Right. This is a placement of God that we are obedient to. We seek him on that placement. We hear from him and then we're obedient. Thank you Kevin. Kevin said I found the right church. The I well right church. <laughs> so <laughs> people are looking for the right church. Here's the right church. The church that is producing fruit. Yes. They're winning souls. They're making disciples. They're moving in power, healing, the power of God, the anointing of God, uh, the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, just the other day, we see it all the time here, but giving an example of the power. You've got kids uh, that came up for prayer. Now, these are kids that don't know what, what's necessarily right or wrong. And the power of God hits them. They start shaking and crying under the power of God. I can't make that happen. They've never seen it. They they yeah, they've not seen it. They're shaking and, and, and crying in joy and just the peace of God under the power of God. It's so strong. They don't know what to do with it. That's, the, that's what I'm talking about is power of God. But you see people healed. You see people delivered. You see miracles that yeah. happen. We see those things all the time. And then you have supernatural natural revelation. You're talking about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, things that will, br I'm not talking about you get the Holy Ghost goosebumps. I'm talking about, oh, that was a good point. Yeah. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about revelation that sets people free. You speak it and all of a sudden stuff drops off their life. Supernatural revelation. Think God is revealing things in yeah. His Word constantly. Uh, and the last thing is, you people are walking in the fruit of the Spirit. They wrap it up in uh, Hebrews 6.12, which we said already. It says, follow people that are in faith and patience and are inheriting the promises. 
If they're not inheriting the promises, they don't need to be followed. So they can talk about, see, this is what a lot of places are talking about the promises, but they never see any inheritance. That's not the place to follow. So people are looking for the right church. This is how you know that it's the right church when you see these things happening. All right, now, uh, and God said that. That's his word, Hebrews 6, 12. Now, let's look at doubt. Because if we're going to receive the things of faith, if we think we're going to receive anything of God, we can't doubt. Right. So the key here is have the God kind of faith in Mark 11, uh, 22. Have the God kind of faith in verse 23. Have faith in God, which means have the God kind of faith in the original language. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast in the sea... Watch, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Now, I want you to see this. This word doubt here, and we're going to look at another scripture that has the word doubt in it too, and it's actually two separate words, right? But they describe what doubt is. We have one word in the English, but there's two Greek words here. So this word doubt here actually means, watch this, to separate, to withdraw from, mm-hmm. or to hesitate. Mm-hmm. To separate, to withdraw from, or to hesitate. So now read this in this way. Be taken, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be take up and cast into the sea, and does not separate from that in his heart. Yeah. And he does not withdraw from that confession and faith. Yeah. He does not hesitate in his faith and confession. Yeah. Now, see, if we stutter step in our faith, we've doubted. Mm -hmm. And he says, this person shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. But when we separate from that original thinking, that original faith in God's promise, when we hesitate on that original thing, then now we've doubted. We need to put faith back on. We need to get back to that place of faith. When we withdraw from that for a second, right? That, that's what happens. So this is what doubt is. Uh, the beginning of the, big, beginning of the definition, this is one. I'm going to give you another one in a second. When we separate from faith, when we separate from the promise of God, when we withdraw from His goodness and yeah. His promise, from His character, when we withdraw from His character and nature of a healer, of a deliverer, of a savior, if, if He is a savior and we withdraw ourselves from His saving power, we're in doubt. Right. We're in doubt. So when a, when a minister says, well, sometimes God will heal and sometimes he won't. That's doubt. Mm-hmm. That is straight up doubt. Yeah. He's withdrawn himself from the character and nature of God. No wonder people don't get healed. No wonder they don't get healed. Because we should not think that that man should receive anything from the Lord, from James. No wonder. If, they, if they're going into it, but they hesitate. They're hesitating in, well, is God going to do this? You know, and I've had those moments as a minister. I go to pray for somebody. I'm like, oh, is the Lord going to do this? You know, and then I, I've recognized it and I've said, oh, no, wait. And I'll back up. I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. 
I build myself up on the most holy faith, and all of a sudden I get, I build that. No, this is who you are. You're my healer. You're my deliverer. You're my savior. You're my redeemer. You're my restorer. You are my, my provision, Lord. You are my fellowship with you. As you are, so am I in this world, and this person's a, a child of yours. They're in the kingdom, and I stop the hesitation. I stop the doubting. I stop the withdrawing in my mind. I stop the separation in my mind. And then when I feel, when I sense that faith rise up in me, I go back and lay hands and I know that that faith is done. There's no hesitation. So you can see that a separation or a withdrawal or a hesitation is doubt. And how many people have done that? Every single person. (laughs) Everybody. I don't know anybody who hadn't. I don't know a a soul who hasn't done that. But when we will learn to not doubt, oh man, do things change. Mm -hmm. Things change, right? Things change. You know, when you're like, I just don't know what's going wrong. That is the devil who's gotten you over into doubt. And everybody has faced that. But the question is, what do you do with it in that moment? Now that you recognize and you know what that is. Right. See, when you get to the place where you're like feeling sorry for yourself and things like that, doubt has crept in. Mm -hmm. Right. Doubt has crept in when that the scripture that Buddy mentioned earlier, you know, the man who has a demon, he falls dead, looks like he falls dead. The spirit arrests him, a spirit of death is on him. You know, Jesus has the opportunity to separate himself from what was just there to withdraw himself. But he said, no. He's not dead. Get up, you know, and he gets up. Why? Because he didn't doubt. Yeah. Well, and Jesus, Jesus had to get a revelation of not only who the father was, but who he was in the father. Yes. You know, it's not like he was born as boss baby who just had this like (laughs) mentality of an 80 year old man, like as a baby, I'm the baby of God. Like he, he had to find himself in scripture. He had to learn who he was. He had to learn who the father was again. And that's, that's one of the beautiful things about Jesus is we can do the same things Jesus did. Yes. Jesus had to discover who the Bible said he was. And then he walked out the things of God in faith. Yes. We have to discover who the Bible says we are. And then we can walk out the things in faith the exact same way. Yes. You know, it's so easy to just assume it was easy for Jesus because he's Jesus. Jesus had to learn. Jesus yeah. had to get a revelation yeah. of what faith looked like so that when these things happened, you know, when his mom's like, do whatever he says to do, do, and he can turn the water into wine. Yeah. He can spit in, cl- like what kind of boldness is it to, I'm going to spit in some <laughs> dirt and rub it in someone's face. That's going to do the trick. Yeah. Like that's, that's a revelation, not only of the power that God had given to him, but of who his father was. He had to know that God's will was yes. good to be able to yeah. impart it to somebody else. And as you're talking, like, I'm sure for five minutes, people watched me and just kind of look because I'm like, oh, that was convicting for preachers. <laughs> like, because it is. And it made me think of the other night, Pastor Tracy was giving some instruction of when you lay hands and you don't just go, go bum rush people and lay hands on everybody. You've got to make sure that what you're imparting is faith. And this isn't just for pastors or fivefold people. This is, we're called ministers of God. You, me watching, we're all ministers of God. So when we pray for somebody and somebody reaches out on Facebook and is like, I need you to pray for me. And we're like, okay, yeah, I'll be praying. 
Yeah. Pray. Yeah. And pray with faith, expecting that something's going to happen because your faith can move mountains. Amen. So looking at the second verse, this is Matthew 14 and verse 31. So Matthew 14 and verse 31. Now this is where they were out on the water and the storm was there and they were scared. And then immediately uh, Jesus stretched out his hand mm-hmm. and he took, or th- and this is where he came walking on the water and then Peter was walking. Yeah. And he says to Peter, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand after he had sunk yeah. in the storm water, you know. He had sunk. I don't know if you've ever been out on the water in a storm. Um, it's not fun. I've been out, you know, when there was a, a small hurricane. I remember the story. And it was, it was sobering, yeah. right? It was sobering, and I had a life jacket. It was sobering, you know. Uh, it was, I enjoyed it, but it was, it was <laughs> sobering, you know. I'm thinking, if I didn't have a life jacket, I would be dead this day, wow. you know, because that was the way. It was too, the water was too rough, and um, it was sobering, right? And uh, praise God for a life jacket. And so in this, here's Peter sunk in the water in these waves. You know, imagine what's going through his fleshly mind. Sure. And then what does Jesus do? Now, see, this is this is a responsibility we need to take. I really I've started to get really irritated with people. that They're like, well, you're telling me I don't have enough faith. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And I'm telling me that too. Yeah. I'm not just telling you, I'm telling all of us. But why? Because that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus did. You know, a lot of people would not have liked Jesus yeah. as a preacher. True. He would not, he, he would not be liked in this, in this society where, where we have a lot of tickling ears, coffee and donuts and smoke machines and lights and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's not that any of those things are bad by themselves. It's when you make those things the source. Yeah. You know, if those things aren't the source of your drawing in people, then it's fine. But, you know, I, it's just one of those things where Jesus wasn't pulling punches. He's like, hey, strengthen yourself up. Take this shot. And, you know, this shot of the word, uh, and and look what he says to him. <laughs> look what he says to Peter, who just you know it, sunk in the waves. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said, "You of little faith, why did you doubt?" <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hey, you of little faith, why'd you doubt? Can you see? Oh my goodness, they wouldn't have liked Jesus. <laughs> I, we, we've grown up a sissy society, a wimp society. It's true. It is true. I realized it when the Lord told me to preach for 30 minutes longer one day and everybody got all their panties in a wad. Pastor has switched over into some apostolic right now, in case you're curious. <laughs> they were all messed up. And couldn't take an extra 30 minutes. And within a, I preached for 30 minutes longer for a month. Yeah. And within a month, half the people had left. And, and I wasn't preaching light you were not. before that. You were not. You, you have never preached light. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my moments. But I, I wasn't, I wasn't like preaching the, you know, some wimpy message. No. No. And, you know, here's Jesus. Yeah. Kevin, he was like to the Pharisees, you whitewashed tombs, 
full of dead men's bones. And we've allowed this wimpiness to come in. And I'm, and I'm not just talking about, you know, there's humility, there's a, there's a grace, there's a love of God. But how about let's get some backbone, yeah. especially in our faith. Yep. The one thing that Jesus said, this is your work yeah. to believe in me. And we've got to take some responsibility. Yes. That's what it really boils down to is that we've got a whole generation that doesn't want to take uh, any responsibility for anything. They want to pass the buck to every, everybody else but themselves. And that's the same sin that happened in the garden. When, you know, Eve blamed the serpent. Adam blamed Eve. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Cain blamed Abel. It's the same thing. Yeah, you're right, Nisi. Soldiers are not supposed to be wimpy. They're supposed to take the responsibility. Wimpy soldiers die. Yeah, it's right. Wimpy soldiers die. And so the Lord said, I didn't cause you to raise, this is what he told me, he said, I didn't cause you to raise up weak Christians. I called you to raise up strong and and sold out soldiers in the army of the Lord. That's Bible. That's scripture. That's not a Western, you know, uh, alpha male mindset. That's scripture mindset. Be a good soldier, it says in Timothy. Amen. Be a good soldier. Stop entangling yourself with the affairs, and let's put on some responsibility. And that's really what doubt comes to. You know, be a good soldier. Yeah. And, and that means stop making excuses for stuff. You know, when I was in boot camp, <laughs> you get blamed for stuff you didn't even come close to. I mean, and you just had to eat it. You just said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, you know, you know recruit, why did you kill that sand flea that was biting your arm? Because it was hurting, sir. Oh, good. Go uh, dig a six foot by six foot by six foot grave and bury it. And then you bury it. And then they, then they say, oh, no, you didn't put it in the can before you buried it. Dig it up, find it, and dig it again and bury it again. And that's the kind of stuff that would happen. But then not only that, but they'd also say, and, and, and you just have to eat it. Because otherwise you just get, you know, uh, PT'd for hours on the end. Like they weren't joking. They and it, and PT'd for hours on end is not fun. It's not fun. PT'd is like workout. PT is deal. physical therapy. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice name. Physical <laughs> therapy. They would work your body out until you couldn't stand any yeah. longer. <laughs> PT. And uh, yeah, doesn't that sound nice? Mm-hmm. We would do physical therapy. I only know that because I'm married to a, a soldier, so that's. Or physical training, one or the other. But anyway, so physical torture, that's more like it. Thank you, Priscilla. <laughs> that's, that's a lot more fitting, physical torture. Anyway, so then, but what does that do? It teaches you character. It builds yeah. you. It grows you. You start to learn that you can do more. I came out of boot camp thinking I can do more than I ever thought before. I did yeah. not think there was anything I could not do. Yeah. And I've carried that mindset, but now I've not carried it because of what I did. I've carried that mindset because nothing is impossible with God. See, these are responsibilities that we need to take and believe in the absolutes of God. Now, one of the things that's important, too, is, and this is what I was saying, we want to give the responsibility and pass the buck to other people. And we want to constantly put that and give that to other, other people, pass the buck on it. But they would say, you know, let's say... You know, they would have another recruit at the end of the barracks. He would kill a sand flea, and and people at the other end would get blamed for it. And now they got, and that would happen all the time. 
It would happen all the time. I'd be paying a price for somebody else's uh, mess up, right? And, and you just have to eat it. Well, isn't that what Jesus did? Putting on Christ is taking the responsibility and sometimes taking it on even if it wasn't yours. Mm -hmm. It's being responsible to be a standard, a bearer of the truth, a pillar of truth in society that doesn't pass the buck. It doesn't pass responsibility. It says, I'll take responsibility for my, my own and yours. Yeah. When, when I was in Israel, there was a, a pastor there. And uh, uh, he was an elder pastor, right? And um, he was, I believe, in his 60s, I think. And um, he had had some health issues. And we had been walking. We walked so many places every day. And uh, I actually uh, got sick at the beginning of that trip. And uh, I got, like, real nauseous on the bus one day. I passed out and everything. And I really didn't feel right almost the whole trip. I was believing God for uh, just restoration. Uh, but we were walking. This was about a week later and uh, maybe five days later. We were walking through uh, Israel, through Jerusalem. And we, were, we had been walking already all day. And we're going up this hill. And, I mean, I'm getting winded. Like, I'm like, you know, and I, I'm not in great shape, but I'm not in horrible shape. And I'm getting winded. And uh, here's this pastor that, who's had health problems and, and older in age. And the Lord says, grab him, grab him by the shoulder, and you lift him up and walk with him. And so we went, it was the rest of it. And I was holding it, so I was not only carrying my responsibility, but his too. And he needed it. And in that moment, I, was, I had built myself up in a strength that I was able to not only carry myself, but carry him as well. This is Christianity. Yeah. And you don't get to those places by passing responsibility on to somebody else. Yeah. And every believer has a responsibility to faith and not to doubt. And it's time for us to put on that responsibility and stop making excuses yeah. for it. Grow up in faith. Take the correction. Take it. Why? Because Hebrews 12, 11 says, all discipline for the moment seems to be sorrowful and not joyful, but to those who give themselves to it, they will eat the peaceful fruit of righteousness. In other words, learn to have a thicker skin yeah. than what this, uh, this American culture in, in 2020 has taught us. Yep. Learn to put on a thicker skin and let's grow up. Let's learn how to actually worship God for an extra 30 minutes to an yeah. hour. Let's learn how to actually wait on the Holy Ghost till he moves in with his glory like like yeah. we had the other night. Let's learn how to build ourselves up so that we can bear the burdens of one another. Jesus had done nothing wrong, dropped his godliness in all humility, came down, took the weight of the wrongdoing of the world, bore it on the cross, took it to the, to the cross and to the grave, and, and kept his faith. Even when the father turned his back on Jesus, Jesus said, Father, 
He kept faith. Do you know what it feels like to have the Father turn uh, His back on you? We do not. The worst you've ever felt has never felt worse than the Father turning your back, His back on you. And yet in the middle of that, after Jesus was beat, after He was crowned with thorns, He he was whipped, whipped, scorned, spat upon. He was taught, I mean, cussed and everything else. He took on every sickness and disease. Can you imagine having every sickness and disease at one time, at one time, so much so that the Bible says you couldn't even recognize him as a man. He all physically, mentally, all of, all of logic says he, he had nothing left to give. It was the worst of, of the worst. The worst man has ever been in his life. And at that moment, God turned his back on Jesus. And he says, Father, why have you forsaken me? Why have you for and, and the Father did that so that he could turn his turn his face to us. Yeah. Jesus said, I'll accept the turning of God's face away from me so that God's face can turn to everybody who sinned, and I'm carrying their sins now. And in that moment, when Jesus felt the worst. And the Father, He received something we've never experienced. You see, it rains on the just and the unjust. Even if we don't know God now, we're still walking in the blessing of God. We're still still walking in the grace of God. At our, I mean, we're just walking it. We don't even know it. People don't know actually spiritually what's going on right now. But Jesus didn't have that in that moment. He did not have that in that moment. And in that moment, here's what His words were: Father. Yeah. Into your hands I commit my spirit. He said, even though I don't feel your face shining on me, I put my faith that you are still my father and that you will catch me and you will uphold me. And he breathes his last. And he says, it is finished. And he breathes his last. And, and he goes into the grave. And that faith brought him back to life. Yeah. Where's that faith? That doesn't doubt. Man, if anybody had a chance to doubt, it was Jesus on the cross, and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't doubt even in that moment. If he could not do it in that moment, by for sure, by the Lord, we cannot doubt in our faith project. We can stand strong and take some responsibility. Yeah. Amen? Amen. This, in Matthew 14 right here where it says doubt, you know, if you take the T away, you have D-O-U-B, the root of double. And it means double-minded. It means to have a duplicate. In other words, there's a second mind. In other words, you have faith, but doubt means I've allowed a second thought to come in. It means I've wavered. In other words, now, watch this, the force of who I am is not all in faith. Now there's a wave, it's balanced between a doubt and my faith. And so now I'm not applying 100% in both, and eventually that doubt will pull me there if I don't deal with it. It means duplicate. In other words, my my energy, so to speak, is split at the very best. At the best, my faith is split. And it says, that's where it says a double-minded man, uh, he shouldn't think that he would receive anything. So, yeah, Nisi, amen. She says, praise God and thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for not doubting when you could have. 
thank you for not doubting in those in that horrible situation. Thank you, God. Because your lack of doubt is what saved us. And hear this, our lack of doubt is what will help save us today yeah. and others around us. Yeah. Let's take responsibility for it. Let's not be thin-skinned yeah. Christians. Let's not be weak Christians. Let's not be wimpy, sissy Christians. Yeah. Let's be Christians with some responsibility yeah. that, that can take a, a, a correction, that can take a rebuke and say, yes, Lord. You know, and guess what? That rebuke doesn't just come from God all by himself. A lot of times that rebuke comes through a pastor. You know, it comes through, it comes through a, somebody who's preaching. You know, take it, eat yeah. it, make yeah. it yours, grow up. Yeah. And I'm not talking just to everybody else. I'm talking to me. I'm being strengthened myself with my own words. Brian, grow up, mm-hmm. grow up, be strong mm-hmm. in the Lord and in the power of his might. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, we just pray right now. Lord, we want to be Christians that walk in faith and we do not doubt. Thank you, Father. You see, you know, even watch this in this New Testament church where Jesus himself said, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost because he hadn't been given yet. He hadn't been given yet, even after the upper room experience where he breathed on them and they were born again. He said, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. And then in Mark, he says, and believers will pray in other tongues. You got believers who, who are not responsible enough to even recognize the truth of praying in the Holy Ghost because it makes their flesh uncomfortable. We need to be strong Christians. No wonder the devil has run a roughshod over the church in this time in America. It's time for us to be who God's called us to be. It's time. It's time for an awakening. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to be responsible. It's time for us to go into the things of God and not make excuses for it. You know, I put out a post this morning as a good pastor, and I, and I was nice. I was nice. I, I didn't, you know, I said, as, I was talking about myself. As a good pastor, I had to stop feeling, stop thinking that I needed to protect the people from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You know, the Holy Ghost will do some things that look foolish to people. I need to let him do it. He knows what they need and what they don't. It's their job to put on humility to the Holy Ghost, not my job to protect them from the anointing. You're not protecting anybody. No, and that, that's what I'm saying. We need some preachers. And if you don't have a preacher that's seeing manifestation, actually walking by faith and walking in patience and seeing an inheritance of the promise, that, that, you don't need to follow them. That's what the Word says. They're not a true preacher of the it, Word. It's, no, they're not preaching the gospel in that way because he's going to, you need a preacher. And, and if you don't have one around, find one. Move. Yeah, move. Get, yeah, that's true. Find one. Move. Because your life, your life is in that preaching. Your life is in the preaching of the word. Mm-hmm. And that's not just, God designed it, that it was not just your personal yeah. Bible time only. Yeah. That's huge. That's important. And life is in there. But he says, we'll move to the fullness mm-hmm. through the apostles, prophets, evangelists, yeah. pastors, teachers. That means we got to get around people yeah. and receive an impartation. We'll move for our jobs. We'll yeah. move to be closer to our kids. We'll move for college. 
Take yeah. up ownership of your walk with Jesus and move to the place where you're going to be fed in the word. Because if you literally where you go to church is literally life yeah. or death. So if you don't, if you're not planted in a body that's producing fruit, like pastor has demonstrated, yeah. then move at the leading of the Lord to the place where God wants you to be planted. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're not filled up properly, you will never be able to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. Don't yeah. jobs kids, all of that stuff is secondary. It's lower tier. God is the top tier. Yeah. And when we make him the priority, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, all these things that we're so desperate for in our flesh will be added to us. That yeah. job, it'll give you money. How much more will it be when we invest our lives in the kingdom of God? God isn't stingy. He's yes. not, he's not a stingy provider. He He's a lavish provider, an abundant provider. Yeah. And so when we move for a job thinking, well, I'll make an extra $10,000 a year. That's great. God can quadruple that. Yeah, like, he can. Uh, so much more. And he will. And he will. Yeah. There's Kevin put up um, Psalm 92, 13. It says, planted in the house of the Lord, you do flourish in the courts of heaven. Yeah. Planted. Yeah. In other words, you have to plant yourself. But if you'll do that, what God's saying is your nutrition for life comes through your planting. Mm -hmm. This is a part of God's plan. Mm -hmm. And if you're not planted, that means you've given yourself mm -hmm. to the planting of the Lord, to the place where God has you, to the vision of that house, then you won't have the nutrition. It's very, very important. Yeah. And I just, I just sense it. It's, there is something happening inside of men and women today where God is saying, it's time for you to get serious. Yeah. It's time to wake up. And there's certain people that are hearing that. Yeah. And I'm talking talking to those people. And if you're not hearing that, then maybe ask yourself why you're not hearing that. Yeah. Don't just sit there. Don't just sit there and say, think, well, I'm fine because I still got all this stuff. It might not stay that way forever. You need to, you need to understand that just because we've had it up till 2020 doesn't, doesn't mean it will stay. Right. It doesn't mean it will stay. You know, what happened at the beginning of this year? Everybody that thought they had all their stock market stuff and the stock market, the bottom dropped out of it. Yeah. A lot of people lost a bunch of money they thought was going to be there for a long time. And you have to see this. And so it's very important for us to understand that our foundation is not in this world. Our foundation is yeah. in God and in his ways. And it's time for us to take responsibility, stop passing the buck. And let's move into the faithfulness that God's yeah. called us to. And when you do that, you will start to walk as the head and not to yeah. not the tail. You'll be blessed going in and Amen. blessed going out. Amen. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Amen. You'll be blessed in your home, in your family, in your business, in your livestock. You'll be blessed. Everything you put your hand to will be blessed because this is God's way. Yeah. This is his way of faith yeah. that he always is leading you to triumph. Yeah. It works yeah. and it will work for you.
Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. There has been an anointing Amen. on this broadcast, on this What's the Word. Amen. I hope you get it. Share it. There's people you know. They need to hear this message. And you tell them. Say, look, you need to go watch this. When they sit down in those chairs, that, that girl and that guy, when they sit down in those chairs, you need to listen. And, and, and listen because uh, about halfway, don't go to halfway through. You got to have it established. You start, see, you got to be diligent now. You don't just skip to the good parts all the time. Uh, there's a service set up for a reason. Start at the beginning of the Word because the Lord establishes things. He gives foundations. And then in the middle, He builds on top of what He's already yeah. said. Right? Tell them, start at the beginning and don't give up. And when you get to about the middle, oh my goodness, the anointing that comes out. You are yeah. going to receive something out of this yeah. broadcast. See, this is the kind of thing that we need to walk in all the time. This kind, this kind of truth, this kind of responsibility. And so, anyway, we're not going to have a long portion on what's abundance. But let me tell you this. Don't doubt in your giving. Don't doubt in your giving. Don't be double-minded. Don't waver. Don't split your efforts in doubt. But you say, Lord, I'm planting this seed, and your word says, your word says, you are going to multiply it. You're yeah. going to press it down, shake it together, run it over in Jesus' name. If you want to give today, you want to sow into this anointing, into this word. If you just want to sow into the gospel's sake, you're welcome to do that. On Facebook, you can put up, uh, you can type in the comments, hashtag donate and the amount. Or anybody can go to givebc.org. Yeah. And uh, we love you. It's awesome. Amen. Johnny says, I am blessed. Let's just pray for people right now. Father, right now. Let them be blessed. Let what they give be blessed. What they sow, let it be blessed. Let it overflow. Lord, let it overflow. Let it multiply in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you. We worship you. We give you all of the glory. And we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, do it now. Do it quickly. Father, we just, we declare, just say this with me. Just say, Jesus, I take responsibility for my faith. I will not doubt. I take responsibility for correction. I will not have thin skin. I will take the rebuke and I will make changes. I will not be a weak Christian, but I'll be a good soldier of the Lord. I'll be strong in your power. Power. In your power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'll be a giver. I'll be a giver. I'll be a prayer. I'll be a prayer. I'll be a worshiper. I'll be a worshiper. I'll be a reader of your I'll word. Reader of the word. And a meditator of and your word. Of your word. And of your goodness. And of your goodness. I'll lead people to Jesus. I'll, people to Jesus. I'll make disciples. I'll make disciples. I'll move in power. I'll move in, power. I'll move in revelation. I'll move in, revelation. I'll move in your fruit. I'll move in your fruit. The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. And the fruit of manifestation. And the fruit of manifestation. In Jesus' in name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody that gave today, we just praise God with you and we thank you. Let it be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Man. Amen. Are you wrapping up today? I am. Or Buddy is, but Buddy's not there, so I am. <laughs> Are you ready to yep. wrap up? Yeah, thanks for being here. <laughs> Wrapped up. <laughs>
No, we just thank you so much for being on with us. This was such a good day. As Pastor said, take the time, go back and share this broadcast. You don't necessarily have to watch like, you know, the who would win in a fight stuff, though it'll make you laugh. But go back, rewatch this. Let this build your faith. Yes. Let this teaching build your faith because there are things that the Lord wants to get in your hands and it comes through faith. And we just thank you so much for being on with us. We're going to be back live again tomorrow at 1130 a.m. Buddy is writing on the board. I think he's writing clues for me. Tomorrow's Bible trivia. Thank you so much, Buddy Crabtree. Buddy is wonderful. Bible trivia is going to be tomorrow plus top 10. It's going to be a good day. Tune in live tomorrow to win some free gift cards on us through Bible trivia. We love you. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you tomorrow bright and early 1130.